0: right everyone this is round two of filming this episode (laughs) don't talk to me i'm hoping that all of my notes for this episode are on this ipad oh my god everybody bear with me right third time lucky right (sighs) welcome to starting from the pits we are on episode eight i think and this is my third take so please enjoy relax Let's just take a breather, this is a chilled episode today, it's going to be quite informative I've got some things to talk about Le Mans, a bit about Formula E, some about the Canadian Grand Prix that's coming up, so we're just going to take it chilled, you know, we're about to have a thunderstorm here in the UK, <laughs> oh my god, it's like Mercury in retrograde or something because the stars are not aligning right now. <laughs> so let's kick off this episode with this weekend that just passed, so this weekend we had Le Mans. Put that down. I don't need the iPad for this. This is just me chatting. So this weekend we had Lamon and it was a glorious weekend here in the UK to have Lamon. I feel like it was the perfect weather for the occasion that it was. We had a bar well we didn't have a barbecue, we had picky bits, aka like pork pies, crisps and about my body weight in alioli It was perfect. And we just had the Lamon in the background. If something exciting happened, somebody went <gasps> and then we all rushed in to watch it. And that was that. It was Excellent viewing. I I feel like everybody in the Formula One community gathered to watch <laughs> the Le Mans because we just needed something to fill that void of Formula One in our hearts for the weekend. We just needed some form of motorsport, and that filled it. And was it a good race? I feel like endurance racing has just gained another, God knows how many fans because I really enjoyed watching it. It was very different um and intense there was one point I'm pretty sure where somebody's car went into another one and its bonnet went flying up into the air and I was genuinely for a moment I genuinely thought that the car had flown up in the air I was like oh my god we've just witnessed something horrific luckily it wasn't it was just a bonnet and what really astounded me was the fact that some of the cars looked severely damaged and then like a few laps later you'd see them back out on the track and I was like no way has that car just gone sideways into a barrier and it's a-okay <laughs> like there's no way but the mechanics did it and fair play to them because that was really impressive that was one major difference that i noticed also another thing obviously between formula one and the lemon is the time it went on for what got me was the penalties that they give so this was really interesting to me because obviously in a formula one race five seconds makes a big difference over the space of two hours however when it's 24 hours long penalties they would give them like five minutes five ten minutes and i was like i get it but gosh that must feel so like the drivers were like i could nap <laughs> for this time so yeah that was that was different but no it was it was really good obviously i i did really want porsche to win because obviously it was 75 years of Porsche being a brand and 100 years of Le Mans and given that Porsche were like the the most dominant within the sport over the years it would have been nice to see that sort of anniversaries tied together but unfortunately they did not place too well I think they actually had some difficulties um I read a few things at work today saying that they had some difficulties throughout the race so that is why they did not succeed however my inner Ferrari fan was crying (laughs) Ferrari made history in the fact that I don't think they've gotten a result like that in something ridiculous, like 65 years or something like that. I don't think they've been a part of it for that and they've just made the debut again. Is that a thing? Making a debut again. So yeah, that was really nice to see. And I feel like it was really nice to see Giovanazzi so happy. Like he was on the, well, he was crying blessing, like the pictures, the videos of them, when the car had crossed the finish line and they knew that they had won like what a moment that was it was so nice to see and Giovinazzi was being interviewed afterwards and his voice was cracking and it was just like oh it just means so much to them and I feel like that post that Giovinazzi put on when he'd finished Formula One I can't remember what it was now but it was basically saying like I'm not finished you'll see me on the podium somewhere sort of thing it was really nice to have that come full circle and I was like oh, I love being a Ferrari fan I was like take this Penske t-shirt off me. What I did not realise as well which I absolutely love this so the Iron Dams were an all-female team and they came forth in their category and power to them like I think they were winning at one point and then there were some issues in the pits possibly but I think they had a relatively clean race nothing went horrifically wrong and I think they were just happy to be there. I think they fought quite a lot to get that position and be a team in that especially being an all-female team in a very male dominant sport i think that they were just they were just overwhelmed and amazed with the result that they got so that was really nice to see i feel like it was real girl power moment <laughs> so yeah moving on from lamont i feel like i've spoken up about it last episode so if you do have any questions about lamont go ahead and listen to that episode because i feel like i answered a good amount of questions in that as i said this episode will be quite an informative me just talking at you kind of episode so the formula e segment in this week's episode is very fitting with the guest as they are in that industry which is very exciting and they are somebody who i feel like i'm going to be able to have a really good conversation with given my job and their job and their role within the industry so i'm really excited about that and for you guys to hear that i think we are sitting down to record that on the first of july so you can expect that the week after on the Wednesday. So I asked you guys some questions about Formula E, and basically it is just more of you guys telling me, like, please just tell me what Formula E is. I don't know what Formula E is. So I was like, okay, I'm you go. I'm coming. I'm coming with the facts. So what is Formula E? Formula E is basically F1, but in fully electric cars. They are racing fully electric cars. There is no fuel included. It's all fully electric which we love and the cars sound unreal they literally sound like spaceships it's so cool and these races take place in quite major cities which i think is quite an important thing because i feel like it's slightly making it more accessible and if you look at the ticket prices i was looking at london the other day i think they're literally like less than 100 pounds to go in, in like the main grandstand which i think is really good it's just making exciting racing more accessible which which is great love to see that so when did Formula e start. So it started in two thousand fourteen. I'm pretty sure plans were proposed for it in about two thousand and eleven, and then it took obviously that many years to get a calendar together, get the cars, the regulations that they wanted, and things like that, get teams included. So yeah, the first race was September of two thousand fourteen, and it was in Beijing. So I think this, I think the Formula E seasons cross over years. Obviously, it's if it starts in September, it'll have a few months that'll go into two thousand. Well, that'll have gone into two thousand and fifteen. Um, And the season finished in London there are some well-known names within the Formula E Community obviously you've got Porsche and I think Mercedes I'm not sure if Mercedes is still in it, but they were in it. I think last year when Nick DeVries won and We've got Andretti they are They're sort of like The team to watch for I think Jake Dennis is somebody that everybody loves to Support don't know whether that's just because British (laughs) Um. And everybody loves a Brit. <laughs> so whoa, Andretti have a big history. They've got, you know, I think they're in Indy, um, and they're just a big big name in the motorsport world. So that is a team that people like to look out for. How does Formula E work? So unlike Formula One, everything is spread across one day, one or two days. So on Formula One obviously you've got practice that starts on Thursday. Thursday. Friday, starts on the Friday, quality on Saturday, and then you've got the race on Sunday, whereas with Formula E, it's literally all on one day, which to me is absolutely wild, given that the fitness that those drivers must have to have is absolutely insane, so yeah, it's either spread across all one day, or it'll be over one or two days, where they'll have practice on one day, and everything else on the next, or everything on one day, and then the race on the final day, can vary, qualifying let's talk about quality so qualifying is a little bit confusing and I saw a picture of what qualifying looks like however I am aware that a podcast is very much a audio source (laughs) and I'm going to try my best to describe it so and I think Sam will be proud of me for using this analogy so you know in the World Cup they've got like the you've got like groups and then you've got like they go into the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. It's very similar to that in that you've got your all of your grid which is split up into two two groups. Let's call them group A and group B. And then the top six from that are split into four more groups. Four. And it's like A1, A2, B1, B2. And then they just battle it out between each other to get to the final two, if that makes sense. Bear with, bear with. Your gal's just having a hot sweat over here. So yeah as the drivers progress through the finals the stages they then that sets the grid for the final race so the race is basically similar to a formula one race in that it's in laps and whoever crosses the line first wins it's as simple as that however they do have a little little thing to add a little little spice and that is something called attack mode meaning the drivers get an advantage of i think it's 50 kilowatts when they use this mode so a little bit like drs however the drivers have to go off the racing line in certain activation zones to achieve this attack mode so imagine there's a certain racing line around a corner where it hits the apex the drivers might have to go a little bit wider to achieve the activation zone to get through the activation zone to achieve the attack mode and then that gives them a boost i think i'm not sure if there's certain like if it's like a you go through it and instantly you get that boost or you go through it and then you can choose when to use that boost i'm not too sure the logistics of it but that's essentially how it works so yeah that's that's roughly a little rundown on formula e i think i'm gonna try my best to get into watching it a bit more and be a bit more consistent with keeping up the schedule of it because it is something that I really really do want to get into i'd love to go to london and watch it this year i feel like that could be a really good experience and some good content for you guys i feel like formula E is like the next big thing as well like people are going to be learning that obviously formula one isn't the greatest for the environment and those people who are genuinely have a concern about it will move more towards formula E side of things i feel like it is quite an exciting race as well i'm not sure how similar all the cars are like in formula one obviously there's a big gap between car to car due to like money and stuff like that and the chassis being different be wrong in saying that well that sounded technical and it sounded correct so we're going to roll with it whereas i think possibly in formulary e, things are a little bit more even so that's the general gist of it that i've got i could be way off the mark there but that's what i'm gathering okay so let's move on to canada so canada is coming up this weekend i've just checked so obviously the race will be on the 18th sunday the 18th so, here's a little roundup of Canada. You know, my little like segments that I do, you know. So, the first time it was a scene on the calendar was in 1978, and the track is 4.31 kilometers long with 14 turns. There will be 70 laps of the race, and it'll cover around 305.27 kilometers over the race distance. I think that is so interesting. Like, how many marathons is that? That's so many marathons, and they do that. Incredible endurance from the drivers there. Valtteri Bottas currently holds the lap record of 1 minute 13.07. And the previous podium that was stood here last year was Max, Carlos, and Lewis. Just a brief little overview of the track. So let's get into the technicalities of the teams, who will do well, etc. etc. So obviously, Max won last year, Max is probably going to win again this year, and we're just not going to even talk about (laughs) that because that's boring. However, we saw in Barcelona that Mercedes brought the new side pods and floor, which everybody got a lovely view of when it was being hoiked up in the air. However, they show good pace, so I think that they could be a challenger for the Red Bulls this time around. However, throwing it into the mix, Aston Martin have also brought some major upgrades. I'm not entirely sure what those upgrades are. However, I hear the big. And they could be here to contend for a podium, so I am here for a three-way battle for the podium. Fingers crossed the rebels don't run off with it. Probably will, and my hopes will just plummet. But you never know. It's also Lance's home race, so I'm praying that he has a good race with Aston Martin, because I feel like I'm in my Lance era at the moment. Don't know what it is. Just in my Lance era, I'm loving him this season, and I really want him to do well, so... I'm really an Aston Martin girlie this season. Ferrari, you let me down. <laughs> Ferrari at heart, but... Truly just back in Aston Martin at the moment because I actually want them to do really well. I don't know why. There's just something about the Alonso-Lance combination that I'm just... Just thriving off. Anyway, he's back to the race. Uh, Pirelli have allocated a softer combat, compound combination for this race. So, I think i think they've done this hoping to increase some action to be honest which is a little bit naughty because i don't know i feel like they should just do what they feel like is right for the track rather than doing it like oh let's see if this will bring some more excitement but i mean i'm not to be fair i'm not complaining (laughs) i'm not complaining if it brings more action then it brings more action but i feel like they should just do what's right for the track but anyway that's a little extra point on that So, I won't, this is just me reading from my notes now, I'm not going to hold my breath for Ferrari doing incredibly well. I don't know, I feel like this season it's a bit hit and miss with Ferrari. One minute they're doing absolutely like, oh my god, Ferrari are back, and then the next it's just like, we're out of the points and we're happy if we get P8. Like, I don't know, I'm a bit hit and miss with them. I feel like that's just the general consensus with Ferrari at the moment, we just don't know. (laughs) Maybe they're just going to take some of the motivation from the Hypercar series and just throw it all over our way. They messed up the strategy there but they still managed to do alright so maybe they can throw some of that luck to us. I feel like at the moment as well in the midfield it's quite hard to predict who's going to be doing well. Similar to Ferrari nobody's really standing out as the incredible one this season and I feel like the new regulations have generally brought the midfield quite close together. So it's hard to know who is going to be where because I feel like they're all they're all sort of similar. Nobody's like I said, nobody's really standing out. Nobody's like, yes, they are the fastest in the midfield. Maybe Ferrari the fastest in the midfield. <laughs> Don't make me say that. That's so depressing. But yeah, again, I'd love McLaren to be doing well. However, I mean, Lando did well in Monaco. He got P two in qualifying, but. Would he have kept that up? Probably not. He said he wouldn't. He said they don't have the pace. So I don't know. It's I struggled to predict who would have come out on top between the MacLarens, the Alpines, and the Houses, etc. Which, by the way, I think it's mad now that we're including haz in the midfield battle. But I've never watched it where haz have been that midfield team. They've always been sort of like bottom of the pack with that uh, Williams. Again, another team that are doing well or better than they were. So I think that, that does show some improvement in the regulations. I do enjoy the fact that we are seeing more teams fighting further down. It's just a shame as well that the cameras focus so hard on the top, I don't know, five, when there's not a lot of action going on there. And then you'll look at the timers and there's people swapping places all over and it's just like, why are you not showing that? that? That is what we want to watch just got a random note at the end of my note saying saw Danny Rick's first win I'm assuming that's the Canadian Grand Prix <laughs> so I think that sort of sees the end of this episode like I said I knew it was going to be quite an informative sort of throw in information at you but I hope you did find it interesting and maybe maybe you'll go and watch the Formula E when it's on near you oh my god I'm just gonna sneeze oh my god I'm my going oh no. I'm good. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so anyways, I hope you found the Formula E segment interesting. I know it's definitely something that I'm gonna get really into this year. I'm gonna find my team, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the vibes, you know? I feel like it's a really good it's it's sort of like the undiscovered one at the moment. I feel like there's a good amount of hype around it, but there's not idiots around it, if that makes sense. A little bit like IndyCar, do you know what I mean? People are just discovering it, we're just finding our way with it and Maybe in not IndyCar in the US. Obviously, IndyCar is absolutely huge. I mean, just people who are sort of branching out from Formula One, people are just finding the feet with it and getting getting to grips with it. So I feel like Formula Re is something that I really do want to get my head around and really keep up with and follow, like I do with Formula One. As I said, sadly next week there won't be an episode. I'm going to Monaco. I am so excited. So me and my little MX Five and my mum and dad and my boyfriend. We're all heading on a road trip and I'm going to get some set content for you guys. Like, I'm going to be, I hope you don't mind, I hope you enjoy this kind of content, but I'm going to be doing basically like a montage of the entire trip. I'll do it in a couple of parts because it's 10 days in total. It's five days of us driving, well, four, three or four days of us driving down to Monaco and then we're staying in Monaco for a little bit and then we'll be heading back up to home and we've got drones we've got 360 cameras i've got sam who's fully employed as my content creator (laughs) videographer photographer whatever you want to call it he's coming with we're going to get a youtube video together and it's going to be sick the summer vibes are going to be so high i have big plans in my head like this is going to go viral it probably won't but in my head it is And i feel like you guys are going to really enjoy this kind of content it's just going to be feel good vibes so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And the fact I'm going to be in Monaco, like, who knows who I might meet? I might see, I might even see Lando in his McLaren or his Fiat. Who knows? It's going to be very exciting. I'll do some, like, what's the word? On the spot posts? That's not what I'm looking for at all. Live posts? I'm not going to go live, but I mean, like, I'll take pictures as and when on there and upload them. That's what I mean. And then, obviously, I'll do the edits and the the whole montage for YouTube and stuff like that. So, I'm really excited for you guys to see that. That is the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Give my new tiny microphone. <laughs> I hope the quality was different and good enough for you to listen to. Thank you so much for listening in. It really does mean a lot. I still can't believe that we're on like episode eight now. Absolutely wild to me. And yeah, I hope you find it interesting. If you do have any feedback, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Or if you just want somebody to chat to you about Formula One. If you have friends and there, just like, do not talk to me about Formula One need an output you need somebody to go to that you can just rant about or talk to formula one about i'm your girl dm me on instagram at starting from the pits i am more than happy to have a conversation with you about formula formula one let's let's start this community let's make some friends i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you learn some new things and you are going to start watching different series like me i will hopefully next see you when i'm in monaco bye